You're listening to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Thank you for tuning in for this Unity Partner Program. Unity Online Radio partners with spiritual leaders from organizations whose mission and messages complement Unity's. We are pleased to bring you this program on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Welcome to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk, with Rev. Jennifer Hadley, a beloved teacher of the Course, who has helped thousands learn how to express their beliefs from moment to moment in their everyday lives. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace, through practical application. Here is your host, Rev. Jennifer Hadley. Ah, good morning depending on where you are. I'm still in Ireland, so it's afternoon here. And uh, it's coming up on tea time here. Usually in Los Angeles, I'm there sipping my morning tea. Now I'm in Ireland sipping my afternoon tea. And uh, <laughs> it's funny, over the years, so many people have told me they love me sipping my tea. And uh, when I sip my tea, they sip their tea. And so we are joined together, enjoying our tea. Yeah, it's sweet. It's sweet. Yeah. For all my friends who love to sip our tea or spiritual espresso together, the sip is for you. Mm. Nice English tea. So let's take a breath together and bless ourselves and our time together. We open our hearts and our minds with the power and the presence of perfect love. Taking this holy breath together, we join together in harmony, so grateful and so thankful that we can partner up with the higher Holy Spirit self together in the name of love, in the name of joy, in the name of peace and harmony. We're claiming our resurrection absolutely so grateful and so thankful to claim our healing in grace and gratitude we extend our healing to everyone to everyone we've been in relationship with anyone we will be in relationship with and to all beings because we're already in relationship with everyone through the sanctity of the unity of all life in grace and gratitude we accept our healing and we let it be and so it is amen 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 yes so uh, for those of you who are new to the show i'm jennifer hadley and uh, right now i am in the midst of hosting the living a course of miracles class which you can learn all about, free classes, 16 classes in all at livingacourseinmiracles.com. What an easy website to remember, livingacourseinmiracles.com, where membership is free and there are lots of benefits. And our 
eight-week 16 class that's on right now is we're in week number three this week. And our theme this time is Holy Relationships, Activating the Love. So week one was about holy relationships with our friends. Week two was about holy relationship uh, in romantic partnership and in marriage. And this week, week three, is on holy relationship in death and dying. And uh, we've just had the, oh, the classes have been so good. Thank you to everyone who's written in to tell me so. I always appreciate hearing that. And I also am going to be talking about relationship remedy this week in our uh, radio show because I am just fired up about all this relationship talk. (laughs) And uh, the classes have been so rich and so packed, but even so, there's always more to share. So let's dive right into it. Spiritual romance. Yes. And... What I have observed in the spiritual communities that I've been a part of, and in my own heart and mind, my own life experience, that there are many of us who yearn for a deep and profound, intimate, spiritual, romantic, sensual, sexual connection with a partner. And... Oftentimes, this is one of the most challenging things for us to manifest and demonstrate in our lives. And many people over the years have asked me to support them through counseling because they're either alone and they're tired of being alone, they feel alone, or they're in a romantic relationship that's unfulfilling, or they're in a romantic relationship with someone who is not spiritual, and they yearn to have a spiritual relationship. Now, what I've learned about relationship over the years is really every relationship we have is a relationship with spirit. One of the things that Jesus said when he walked the earth is, he said, what you do to the least of them, you do to me. And that is another way of saying all is one. So if you love and appreciate me, love and appreciate everyone you meet, every brother and every sister. So what I have learned and am still learning is to treat everyone with the same level of love. And I remember hearing uh, someone talk about Mother Teresa one time, and they had asked her personally, you know, how is it that you're able to be so loving to so many people? And Mother Teresa basically said, my beloved gives everything to me, and I see the face of my beloved in everyone. My beloved cannot do enough for me, and therefore I cannot do enough for my beloved. And so that's it, learning to see the beloved in everyone. And of course, this is exactly what A Course in Miracles is all about. So in terms of having that wonderful, romantic, intimate, sensual, sexual partnership that's deeply fulfilling, two things that stand in the way of that consistently are judgment and fantasy. So 
whenever we're judging anyone, we're choosing a special relationship. When we're judging ourselves, we're choosing special relationship. In every moment, we're choosing heaven or hell. And so even the very slightest criticism, the slightest opinion or judgment of anyone or anything is actually going to take us out of the holy relationship with life, with spirit, with our own higher Holy Spirit self. And the sooner we all realize the cost of even the slightest judgment, the sooner we'll all begin to choose love more and more and more, and then we'll be choosing heaven each and every day instead of hell. Now, fantasy takes us out of the present moment, and fantasy can act like a drug in our lives. It really can. So, uh, that's one of the things we're going to look at in the show today. So, as we're beginning here, I'm going to invite you to close your eyes and turn within and place your hand on your heart and... Just consider for a moment, truly, what is your heart's desire in relationship? What is your heart's desire? In other words, how would you like to feel in your most intimate relationship, whether you already have one or you're looking to manifest one? What is your heart's desire? Is it that you would be in holy relationship and have that intimate communion experience or is it that that relationship would simply end your sense of loneliness are you looking for a relationship to validate you what are you looking for what is your deep desire because the holy relationship of any kind is heaven on earth it actually is the closest we can get to heaven on earth Now, what I know in myself and in so many people is that the person we're most critical of is often the person we're most intimate with. And since perception is projection, what we're really doing is we're criticizing ourselves and projecting it out on someone else. Now, How many of us are interested in being in an intimate partnership with someone who is going to judge us more than anybody else in their life? Who among us wishes to be in a romantic, intimate partnership with someone who's going to judge us more than anyone else in their life? I don't think there are very many people who want to sign up for that. I sure don't. Oh my goodness. So here's the question. Can you not develop the patience, the kindness, the generosity, and the compassion necessary to have heaven on earth? Because the holy relationship really is that bit of heaven on earth. Can you not develop the patience, kindness, generosity, and compassion necessary to bring forth heaven on earth? Because if you don't have those qualities already, if you haven't developed the spiritual muscle 
to be patient, kind, generous, and compassionate no matter what. How about setting that as your intention, right? We just passed Easter. We're still early in this year. Why not make that your single goal this year as your way of reaching for the atonement? To develop the patience, kindness, generosity, and compassion necessary to allow the Holy Spirit to make your relationship holy. Because the truth is, there's really only one relationship that we're ever having, and it's a relationship with ourself. It's a relationship with the presence of God. It's a relationship with life. Why? Because all there is, is one. So there is no other to have a relationship with. What you do to the least of them, you do to me. So let us decide, I am willing to do whatever is necessary to have heaven on earth. Doesn't that feel good just to say that? It feels good to me. Now, one of the beautiful teachings in A Course in Miracles, we already know, we've heard it before, and it's the ends is in the means, and it always will be. The ends is in the means. So if you want the goal, which is the atonement, which is the holy relationship, which is the true remembrance of your spiritual nature as the perfect giver and receiver of love, if that's the ends that you're interested in, are you not willing to activate the means to get it? And the means to get it is cultivating the patience, the kindness, the generosity, and the compassion to walk in that, to walk in the love of God. The ends is in the means, and it always will be. So if you're not willing to employ the means to get there, which will be given to you by the Holy Spirit, if you request it, if you ask for a holy relationship with your life, in all your relationships, with yourself, with your body, it will come forth. Now, that's going to challenge every ego attachment that you have. And that's why the holy relationship is the best tool the Holy Spirit has to help us to attain that goal of the atonement, which is the full remembrance of the truth. It is the awareness that there is no separation and the separation never occurred. It is an illusion. So, the end is in the means and it always will be. And there is no other way for us to end our suffering. The idea that there is another way is a fantasy. It's an absolute fantasy. And many of us engage in fantasy because we're not willing to employ the means. We're not willing to listen to the higher self, the holy self. And so we keep on energizing the same opinions and judgments over and over again that cause our suffering and keep us in hell over and over and over again. But think about this. One of the themes of A Course in Miracles is there's no sacrifice So there is no sacrifice here. We don't have to give up anything. Think about it. What sacrifice is it to give up the very thoughts that cause your suffering? Is that a sacrifice? So in order to be patient, to be kind, to be generous, to be compassionate and loving each and every moment of your day, 
It requires you to willingly make an offering to give up the thoughts of attack, the thoughts of lack, the thoughts of limitation, the thoughts of separation, and all of those thoughts, lack, attack, limitation, and separation, those thoughts are what cause our suffering. So what sacrifice is it to give up the very thoughts that cause your suffering? Could it even be considered a sacrifice? And yet, how many spiritual students consider that following a spiritual path and being truly dedicated, truly devoted, is going to cause them to have to sacrifice something that they value, something that they want? But who among us wants to continue to suffer? Now, there are martyrs. I've been (laughs) tossing around that joke over the last few days because we just had Easter. The whole thing about to, to say to a martyr, come down off the cross, we need the wood. So, yeah, some people enjoy being a martyr. And ultimately, they will get tired of it and they will come down off the cross. And until then, nothing is wrong. They're just delaying their healing, they're delaying their awakening, they're delaying heaven, they're delaying their joy, but ultimately, we will all stop the delaying. That is a given. So until we stop delaying, until we accept the atonement for ourselves, we are learning, we're gathering experience. And there's nothing wrong with that. In a sense, that's what time is for. So A Course in Miracles tells us over and over and over again that spiritual practice saves time. And what does it save time invested in? Suffering. So there's no sacrifice to give up the very thoughts that cause our suffering. But it can be very, very challenging. And the holy relationship is the thing that can help us the very most. And I love that. So we, by means of the holy relationship, we are being given this extraordinary opportunity to be transformed by the renewing of our mind. And all that we must do is invite the Holy Spirit into our mind to transform our relationship, to do all the heavy lifting. And what it talks about in chapter 17, section 5, the healed relationship, it talks about how when we enter into that space of the deep healing of our relationship and the transformation of it into a holy relationship, at that time, there's going to be tremendous temptation to keep the relationship special and to keep the sense of separation alive in our relationship. So if what we choose is to know the truth and to live the truth, if what we choose is to have the truth awaken in our mind, we must be willing to place that relationship on the altar, if you will, in a sense, metaphorically, in the hands of the Holy Spirit, for it to be transformed. The Holy Spirit will not fail. The only thing that could impede the transformation of that relationship is our decision to take it off of the altar and to continue once again to try to control, to manage, to cope, 
to manipulate that relationship and to make it be what we think we want. But as it says in A Course in Miracles, we really don't know what we want. We say we want to end our suffering, but then we choose the thoughts that cause our suffering over and over and over again. Right? So, this is our holy opportunity. I'm Jennifer Hadley, and you're listening to A Course in Miracles. We're on Unity Online Radio. I'm inviting you to go to livingacourseinmiracles.com on the break. If you're not already registered for our class, you can join us this week. We have 12 more free classes for you, including classes with Gary Renard and Colin Tipping, Robert Holden, and much more. We'll be right back. As Unity Online Radio continues to expand its programming and outreach to the world, we count on the support of listeners like you. Please make your donation today. Go to www.unity.fm and click on Donate Now. Does the idea of being a vegetarian or a vegan intrigue you? Is it something you've pondered? Listen each week as Victoria Moran, author of Main Street Vegan, shows you how to make the shift to a sustainable lifestyle for both you and the planet. Each week you'll learn about the latest on the vegan life. It's not just for celebrities and moguls, but for people just like you who want to look and feel amazing, eat extraordinary food, help animals, and create a physical body perfectly attuned to spiritual growth. Guests will range from unity ministers to vegan authors, activists, physicians, chefs, and even some of those glittery celebs. There'll be recipes, ideas, tips for going vegan at your own pace, and ways to make a difference for animals and the planet at every meal. Tune in Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Central Time for Main Street Vegan, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Thank you for tuning in for A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace through practical application as we return to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. Uh, Thank you for coming back. I'm Jennifer Hadley, and our topic this week is Relationship Remedy, talking about the holy relationship. In uh, the text, chapter 11, section 2, the invitation to healing, it says, If sickness is separation, the decision to heal and to be healed is the first step towards recognizing what you truly want. So let's take that step now and say, What we truly, truly desire is to have a healing. 
And the only place we can have a healing is in our mind because everything in the world of form, our finances, our relationships, our physical body, are a projection of our mind. So all healing is at the level of the mind. It goes on to say, every attack is a step away from this and every healing thought brings it closer. So every attack thought is a step away from the healing And every loving thought brings it closer. The Son of God has both Father and Son because He is both Father and Son. We are Father and Son. To unite having and being is to unite your will with God's will. For God wills you himself. So the will of God is our will. And the greatest healing that we can have is to not unite the use of our free will with divine will. Course in Miracles tells us divine will is the only will that there is. So when we say thy will be done, we're really saying my will be done because my will is thy will because we are one with the beloved, with God. It says, and you will yourself to him because in your perfect understanding of him, you know there is but one will. Yet, when you attack any part of God and his kingdom, your understanding is not perfect. And what you really want is therefore lost to you. So when we attack anyone, any part of God, then what we really desire, the healing of any kind, whether it's the healing of your relationships, your body, your finances, your heart, anything is lost to you. The healing is lost to us when we choose thoughts of attack. Healing thus becomes a lesson in understanding. And the more you practice it, the better teacher and learner you become. So we practice it. Spiritual practice saves time. Spiritual practice ends our suffering. If you have denied truth, what better witnesses to its reality could you have than those who have been healed by it? So the truth is healing to us. The truth sets us free. But be sure to count yourself among them, for in your willingness to join them is your healing accomplished. It goes on a little bit later to say, Every healing thought that you accept either from your brother or in your own mind teaches you that you are God's own. In every hurtful thought you hold, wherever you perceive it, lies the denial of God's fatherhood and of your sonship. So in every moment, we're either... In that space of being the perfect giver and receiver of love in flow with the infinite flow of love or we're blocking it and being the cause of our suffering. Our thought of attack is the cause of our suffering and it always will be. It's so simple. That's what I love about A Course in Miracles. It seems very complex and very dense but it's so simple it just keeps saying the same thing over and over and over again. I just find that so fabulous and so yummy. Now, it says uh, in chapter 15, the holy instant and special relationship, section 5, it says, 
To believe that special relationships with special love can offer you salvation is the belief that separation is salvation. So if you're thinking that a romantic partnership or relationship is going to save your life, it's going to validate your life, it's going to make everything better for you. If only your relationship is is happy and harmonious, if only your loved one will do what you think they should do, if you think that your salvation lies in that, then you think that separation is salvation. Because the special relationship is the opposite of salvation. The holy relationship is a vehicle for salvation. So let's be really clear what it is we want. Do we want the special relationship and what we think it offers, or do we want heaven on earth? The choice is dramatic, and it's really, I think it's so helpful for us to look at it that way. It says, in, and then in paragraph 4 on that same page in chapter 15, section 5. Because of guilt, all special relationships have elements of fear in them, right? You fear you're going to lose the person. You fear that they don't really love you. You fear this and that. This is why they shift and change so frequently, because they have fear as a basis in there. There's a sense of lack that's always playing out in there. They are not based on changeless love alone. Changeless love alone is the fullness of the kingdom and having everything. So there is no lack. Love, where fear has entered, cannot be depended upon because it is not perfect. In his function as interpreter of what you made, the Holy Spirit uses special relationships, which you have chosen to support the ego. Remember, the special relationship is the best tool of the ego, and the holy relationship is the best tool of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit uses special relationships which you have chosen to support the ego as learning experiences that point to truth. So all the suffering that we engage in in those special relationships and a whole lot of suffering going on, I know I've experienced it, are our learning experiences. And so every single bit of our suffering is encoded with learning and the learning has our healing in it, if we will but accept it. How do we activate that healing? How do we activate that learning? Through forgiveness. When we forgive, which means when we release the judgments, when we do that, when we step into releasing the judgments, which is true forgiveness, releasing the meaning that we made of things, releasing the opinions that we've held about things, then we can harvest the learning from our experiences, and so we're no longer doomed to repeat them. It's very simple. All learning experiences point to the truth. Under the Holy Spirit's teaching, every relationship becomes a lesson in love. So no matter how dysfunctional the relationship it's still giving us lessons in love the holy spirit knows no one is special 
Ha-ha. Yet, he also perceives that you have made special relationships, which he would purify and not let you destroy. However unholy the reason you made them may be, the Holy Spirit can translate them into holiness by removing as much fear as you will let him. As you will let him. You can place any relationship under his care and be sure that it will not result in pain if you offer him your willingness to have it serve no need but his. All the guilt in it arises from your use of it, all the love from his. Do not, then, be afraid to let go your imagined needs, which would destroy the relationship. Your only need is his. So here's the thing. Let us release all the things that we need or think we need. And let us step into that place is all that I need is that which I have. The kingdom. It's pre-installed. Let me seek the kingdom first, which is within, and all will be added unto me. A little bit later it says... Everyone on earth has formed special relationships, and although this is not so in heaven, the Holy Spirit knows how to bring a touch of heaven to them here. Let's allow the Holy Spirit to turn our relationships, all of them, into heaven. All we have to do is what I like to say, and I love the teachings in the Song of Prayer, to place them on the holy altar to leave them on the altar and then not to take them off the altar. How easy is that? So what that means is to stop managing, controlling, and manipulating the relationship. This is why in the section in chapter 17, section 5, the healed relationship, it goes on and on and on about having faith in the Holy Spirit, that the Holy Spirit will do the heavy lifting and transform the relationship. To know that you have within you, as does the other person in the relationship, you have everything that you need to allow a holy relationship. The only question is, will you? Will you choose that? Ultimately, you will. But will you choose it now? Will you choose it later in your life? When will you choose to end all the suffering in your life and allow the higher Holy Spirit self to direct you? The great I am that I am. You can have heaven now or you can have it later. It doesn't really matter because it's all transpiring in your mind for your learning. So you can learn very quickly through the power of love, or you can learn very slowly through the ego's lessons. You can learn through the Holy Spirit's lessons or the ego lessons, and no matter how painful you're learning, the Holy Spirit will be sure to take every single moment of your human experience and give you learning benefit through that. And that is what grace is. That is what divine will is. It's always operating for us. If you make your bed in hell, the Holy Spirit is there with you. 
always. And you can choose heaven in every moment. That is the eternal redemption that is always offered to us. And it's extraordinary. So this is a time for faith. We're told in A Course in Miracles. This is a time for faith. And when the relationship that has been built to serve the ego is given to the Holy Spirit to be transformed into a holy relationship, it will most likely seem very difficult. It will seem strained and excruciating and like you want to give up because the holy relationship is such a foreign thing to us if all we've ever had is special relationships. And the ego's not going to go down without a fight. So we must continue to have faith. We cannot try to work the ego's will. We must align with divine will and have faith that the healing is happening. And it's so tempting to give up. And this is what many people do. They give up and they go out and start another special relationship and start all over again. And that's exactly what time is for. It's for uh, the use of the ego and for us to choose the atonement for ourselves. So be vigilant. This is a time for faith. Leave it on the altar. Now, I'll tell you, it's interesting. I've been doing this work for many years and counseling people for many years and couples. And over and over and over again, I have worked with people who have been that fulcrum point in their family, in their relationship, in their workplace, in their community, over and over and over again. And they're always saying, you know, uh, you know, what can I say to this person to help us have a better relationship? What can I do to make this a better relationship? How can I talk to them about my spiritual practice and get them to have a spiritual practice with me over and over and over again, trying to figure out how to make things happen in the relationship? And over and over and over again, I've said, just do your inner work inside. I know it's it's like, oh, I want to have a conversation with them. I want to explain things to them. I want them to read this book and talk about it with me. I want them to go to couples counseling with me. I understand all of that. Yes, you can do all of that. But the most effective way to transform your relationship is to put it on the altar And to declare, this relationship is now being made holy. And every time there is a temptation, uh, a thought of attack, a thought that there's something wrong with them, a thought that there's something with you that's wrong, a thought that the relationship is not being made holy, a thought that it can never be made holy, a thought about what the holy relationship ought to look like. Whenever there's any kind of thought like that, then there's a great temptation to pull that relationship back off the altar and start trying to control it, trying to manage it, trying to manipulate it, and trying to make it be what the ego thinks it should be or could be or must be or has to be. And every time you take it off the altar, you're just delaying the healing and making it more painful for yourself. So when that temptation comes up, it's almost like when you're jonesing for some kind of drug 
You know, have you ever quit smoking or given up sugar or something like that and you're jonesing for it? Just absolutely, that's what it's like. And the more you can invoke the higher Holy Spirit self into your awareness and say, I don't know what anything is for, but I'd like to. I am not interested in having these attack thoughts anymore. I'm not interested in trying to control or manage or manipulate my relationship anymore. It's literally the way I think of it is when those thoughts, those attack thoughts come in my mind, I think of it like it's a tennis ball coming over the net to me. I take out my racket and I just bat it away. And what is my racket? My racket is this. I'm not interested in that anymore. I choose love. Love is all I'm interested in. And that's how I keep that relationship on the altar. And you know what? It has worked for me. I have experienced the most miraculous healings. And I'm, that's what I'm going to talk about when we come back from the break and hear the music. I'm inviting you to go to Living a Course in Miracles. We have 12 more free classes on holy relationship with folks like Gary Renard, Colin Tipping, Robert Holden, myself, and much more. All free at livingacourseinmiracles.com. Membership is free. Come on in. I'm Jennifer Hadley. You're listening to A Course in Miracles at Union Online Video. And I'll be back. Hello, listeners. Did you know we've gone mobile? That's right. Your favorite Unity online radio programs are available on your mobile device. Now you can take us with you wherever you go. Using apps from Live 365 or Stitcher, you can listen to Unity online radio live or on demand. To learn more, visit www.unity.fm and click on Mobile Listening. Music Speaks Louder Than Words is an inspiring, informative, and fun hour of uplifting, heartfelt music and commentary that delivers a powerful message of love, joy, and oneness. It will keep you smiling and singing along. Your hosts, Reverends Dale Worley and Christy Snow, are alive with the Spirit of God and singing their love to you. Each Thursday afternoon at 3 p.m. Central Time with Music Speaks Louder Than Words. Music, it's the only thing that the whole world listens to. Music speaks louder than words when you You've been listening to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk with Reverend Jennifer Hadley. If you have a question or comment about today's program, or if you'd like to join in the discussion, visit us on Facebook at A Course in Miracles Pledge, where you can join with the community of like-minded people who have pledged to live A Course in Miracles every day in every way. Now, back to A Course in Miracles, living the love, walking the talk. Hey, 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 I'm back. By the way, I I published an Easter video 
uh, at YouTube, and it was also on my Spiritual Espresso, my daily blog on Easter. Uh, and it was about the I Am Presence and the Resurrection. You might find that helpful. Many people uh, have uh, told me that it was very valuable to them. You can also find links to it on my Facebook page. Jennifer Helen Hadley is my fan page at uh, Facebook. Uh, and it's also there, I think, on the Living a Course of Miracles group at Facebook or the Course of Miracles pledge page at Facebook. So Facebook is happening. And uh, my YouTube channel is Jennifer H. Hadley. So you can also subscribe to my YouTube channel. And if you like that video, uh, will you write a review? Or rather, leave a comment. If you like this radio show, will you leave a review uh, wherever you find the radio show at iTunes? Uh, the more reviews you write, the more people find it because iTunes puts it up in, uh, makes it available to people. And you can listen to, I think this is episode 132. So there's 131 other episodes, all for free, all for download at iTunes. How cool is that? Including episodes with Ken Wapnick, Gary Renard, John Mundy, Earl Purdy, Nook Sanchez. Uh, gosh, so many, so many great, great teachers of the course. All right. So as promised, we're talking about spiritual romance and relationship remedy. Leave it on the altar. You know, just the other day, uh, uh, just yesterday actually, uh, one of the beautiful folks in the uh, Masterful Living course, year one, uh, my year-long course, um, and we have year one, two, and three now, <laughs> and people don't want to leave. And so um, it, we had someone who shared that they were doing this work. And I, I can't tell you how many people have shared with me that they've done this work. They do the inner work, placing their relationship on the altar, allowing the Holy Spirit to turn it into a holy relationship for them. They don't give up. They hold the high watch. They do their inner work of releasing the thoughts of attack and lack and limitation, which is very challenging. It's, it can be excruciating. It was for me. So I have a lot of compassion for it. You know, I used to just constantly vacillate between judging and fantasizing in my relationships. And in all my relationships, including my relationships with my brother, my parents, my friends, my coworkers, my teachers, uh, my lovers, everybody in my life, vacillating between judging and fantasizing. I wish it were this way. I wish it wasn't that way. It shouldn't be this way. It shouldn't be that way. It should be this way. Just bouncing around those thoughts all day long. It was so, so hard for me to just leave it on the altar and stop taking it off and thinking that I know trying to manage, control, and manipulate my relationship. Now, so someone shared with me yesterday in class that they've been doing this work. And, you know, a number of people have told me this year that they've been, they've been doing the inner work, not trying to talk about it with their partner, but not giving up, giving the relationship up to the Holy Spirit rather than giving up on the relationship. And lo and behold, a miracle out of the seeming blue. 
<laughs> out of the blue, their partner says to them, let's talk. Let's change this relationship. I'm interested in your spirituality. All kinds of changes. Unimagined changes. So if you doubt, then what I would say to you, my friend, is if you doubt it's possible, you'll be right. So is that what you would like to keep creating? Or will you have faith? Will you have faith in the Holy Spirit's ability to shift the relationship? In the chapter 17, section 5, the healed relationship, paragraph 5, it says, Only a radical shift in purpose could induce a complete change of mind about what the whole relationship is for. So the purpose of the special relationship being transformed into the purpose of the holy relationship. The purpose of the holy relationship is unity, ending the sense of separation. The purpose of the special relationship is maintaining a sense of separation. Only a radical shift in purpose could induce a complete change of mind about what the whole relationship is for. As this change develops and is finally accomplished, it grows increasingly beneficent and joyous. It says... During this time where the transformation is happening and the Holy Spirit's doing the heavy lifting, this is a time for faith. You let this goal be set for you. That was an act of faith. Do not abandon faith now that the rewards of faith are being introduced. So once you give the relationship to the Holy Spirit, that temptation to pull it off the altar and go back to managing, controlling, judging, manipulating, etc., is going to be so tempting. It's going to be like if you were a crack addict, you know, the temptation to go back to smoking crack is going to be so strong. I quit smoking a few times. I know what that, it, those intense, bodily, mentally, physical, emotional cravings can be like. Don't give up. It says, if you believed the Holy Spirit was there to accept the relationship, to take responsibility for it, to con- to completely transform it, why would you now not still believe that he is there to purify what he has taken under his guidance? Have faith. Have faith faith. Have faith in your brother in what but seems to be a trying time. Okay, this is one of the hardest parts to have faith in the other person, that they too are listening to the Holy Spirit. But if you judge that they're not listening to the Holy Spirit, guess what? That's right. (laughs) you're going to see what you believe because that's all that's possible in this world. It says the goal is set and your relationship has sanity as its purpose. For now you find yourself in an insane relationship recognized as such in the light 
of its goal. Now the ego counsels this, substitute, substitute for this another relationship to which your former goal was quite appropriate. You can escape from your distress only by getting rid of your brother. You need not part entirely if you choose not to do so, but you must exclude major areas of fantasy from your brother to save your sanity. And then it says with great emphasis, hear not this now. Have faith in him who answered you. Have faith in the Holy Spirit. He heard. Go for it. He asks for a faith a little longer, even in your bewilderment. For this will go. The bewilderment, the craziness, the cravings will subside. Just like if you're quitting anything you're addicted to. And believe me, I was addicted to judging and I was addicted to fantasy. You will see the justification for your faith emerge to bring you shining conviction. Would you not like to have shining conviction? Abandon him not now, nor your brother. This relationship has been reborn as holy. Now, one of the things I wanted to share with you. Uh, remember, the reward of faith is faith, and with faith, all things are possible. Just, I'm not interested in that thought anymore. Bat it away like it's a tennis ball headed for your head. Nope. Just get your racket out, and I'm not interested in that anymore. I'm only interested in love. One other thing I wanted to share with you that comes into my mind is um, I remember when I was in the practitioner training at Agape, and there were... Uh, Two friends of mine in the class, still very good friends of mine, 20 years later or whatever it is. And, um, uh, they're, they're, they were married then. They're still married. And, um, we were learning how to pray and all of that. And, um, they said, Oh, we always pray before sex. And somebody said to them, You pray before sex? What do you pray for? <laughs> they're like, Uh, what do you think we pray for? Uh, we pray for great sex. <laughs> Pray for a great joining together, a communion and a union of spirit, mind, body, spirit. Prayer works. Leave it on the altar. Have faith. Trust in the spirit. Because the reward of faith is faith. When you have faith, you prove that faith is worth having because you will experience a miracle. You're entitled to a miracle. Oh, I'm Jennifer Hadley. I'm inviting you to place your hand on your heart right now and let's just bless ourselves and bless all of our relationships and give the Holy Spirit all the heavy lifting in our relationship. All minds are joined. If we put our relationships on the altar There can only be a healing. In grace and gratitude, we invoke the Holy Spirit into our heart and mind, into our relationships, and all the activities of our life. We are choosing love, and we share the benefits with everyone because we're one with them. In grace and gratitude, we let it be, and so it is. Amen. Amen, amen. And remember, you're invited to join me for 12 more free classes at livingacourseinmiracles.com. Such good stuff. All 12 classes are on this holy relationship topic. We've had four classes already. They're extraordinary. What a great series. Won't you join us? I love you. I'll be with you next week. Have a great week.
Thank you for tuning in to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk, with Rev. Jennifer Hadley. Join us every Tuesday morning at 10 a.m. Central for more tools and insights into how to express your beliefs from moment to moment, every day, in every way. A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. This program is brought to you in part by JenniferHadley.com, a global resource providing tools, insight, and support for those seeking to live A Course in Miracles every day in every way. Online at www.JenniferHadley.com. While there, we invite you to visit Jennifer's blog, where you can join with the community of like-minded people who have become Jennifer's prayer partners through her daily power prayer. Like them, you can enjoy this extra support as you come to walk your talk and live a course in miracles every day in every way. Does the idea of being a vegetarian or a vegan intrigue you? Is it something you've pondered? Listen each week as Victoria Moran, author of Main Street Vegan, shows you how to make the shift to a sustainable lifestyle for both you and the planet. Each week you'll learn about the latest on the vegan life. It's not just for celebrities and moguls, but for people just like you who want to look and feel amazing, eat extraordinary food, help animals, and create a physical body perfectly attuned to spiritual growth. Guests will range from unity ministers to vegan authors, activists, physicians, chefs, and even some of those glittery celebs. There'll be recipes, ideas, tips for going vegan at your own pace, and ways to make a difference for animals and the planet at every meal. Tune in Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Central Time for Main Street Vegan, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Inspiration only takes a moment. As Reverend Felicia Blanco Cerce points out in her book, Do Greater Things, there is the potential for joy, wholeness, and expansiveness designed into every moment. And the miracle is when we recognize the constant presence of these qualities all around us. Once we see what is possible, our lives then begin to change. This meditative moment is brought to you by Unity. The Great Forgetting. That's what some call this time in which we are living. It is a time when we have become so youth-obsessed and age-averse that the wisdom and experience of our elders is being marginalized and in too many cases lost. Each Tuesday at 5 p.m. Central Time, George and Sedina Campanelli, co-founders of Age Nation and co-authors of the award-winning Do Not Go Quietly, talk with some of the leading wisdom keepers of our time about how we can use this precious gift called our lives to create a more sane, sustainable, conscious, and loving world. Every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Central on Do Not Go Quietly. Conversations with the Wisdom Keepers. Only on Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world.